0: Hi and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bow, and myself continue our discussion on Confession and Absolution.
1: Welcome to Being Lutheran. Pastor Brett Bowen, I'm joined with my friends.
0: Pastor Jason Goodham. And Pastor Brian Ricky. And we have a special event to continue to promote and announce. Reminding you
2: all of the Faith Three Lutheran Church Reformation Conference. Refcon 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Refcon 19. Is that like Comic Con? We, like de- yeah. we need like the
0: delay, yeah. like those monster truck yeah. things, you know? <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday.
2: <laughs> right, right. Except it's a Saturday. Yeah. And uh, re- by Refcon, we, this is just like Comic Con, so if yeah. you're thinking about coming, we want you to dress up as your favorite Reformation <laughs> yes. character. All right, your your your, your favorite uh, heretic that was executed. We have by the pro- You know what? Now know? that we said that, we should have a prize for the best <laughs> oh, the yes. best costume, uh. huh? <laughs> so maybe not do that. But yeah. <laughs> Saturday, <laughs> November second, uh, we're recording a live episode at ten thirty a.m. And so for then, all of
1: you clamoring for a, a
2: live, for all you, yeah. Yeah, right, <laughs> for, for all of you who want to feed our egos that we actually yeah, have fans, right. do that. And peek then, behind the door. Yeah. There will be a lunch that's available. Uh, to be purchased. And then the actual conference starts at one o'clock, goes one to five, featuring a presentation on vocation. Uh, we're, we're focusing on vocation in each vocation. of the three estates. So, Brett, you're opening the conference with uh, vocation in the family. And then, Brian, mm-hmm. you're doing vocation in the church. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing vocation in society. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have a question and answer period. The conference will be done by five. You can get together with your friends. And uh, there's, I will say the one thing about. faith, We're in South Minneapolis, Mm -hmm. and we are surrounded by some of the best eating establishments in all of the Twin Cities. There's There's a couple hamburger joints that are really Mm -hmm. close that are good. Mm -hmm. So two blocks away, uh, I'm not going to give free advertisement for these places, but you can contact me. (laughs) Uh, I would say five to seven of the best 10 burger joints in all of Minneapolis are within two, three, four miles of Mm -hmm, my church, mm -hmm. and it's delightful. And if you've ever seen me from the side, you know how good these burger Uh. joints are. (laughs) So yeah, looking forward to that. uh, save the date we'd love to meet some of those uh, Mm -hmm. some of you who we've interacted and we we really
1: appreciate the feedback so November 2nd some glamour shots you can ah,
2: autograph we'll for you. It. Autograph sessions, yeah. Like I said, this is totally just to feed our egos, and right. not because my church yeah. has already been doing this yeah. for a couple of years. I might, I years, might right? bow out if that's what they're <laughs> saying,
0: so.
2: Well, you can bow out because then we can't record a live episode. <laughs> oh, I guess I can. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> All right, so we're looking forward to seeing many of you and meeting many of you. Make yeah. it a vacation. That's Bring right. the family. Twin Cities. Tell a friend. It's place to be. Yeah. 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 Good. But in light of that, maybe we should confess
2: <laughs> Ooh, sin and segue. pride and yeah, uh, There you uh, go. And uh, so, yeah, we've mm-hmm. been talking about confession. Really, mm-hmm. this episode is the one where we're going to focus on the nature of absolution, some yep. of the objections, eh, eh, and so on and so forth, etc., etc., etc. Ad nauseum, ad infinitum. There you go. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah so, absolution. What is it? We've we've kind of started talking about it already, but uh, just refresh our listeners again. So, Maybe listen to last week's episode again if you want to.
0: But Get we've covered, you know, a confession from a private standpoint, from a yep. corporate standpoint. Uh, we've even talked about the different types of sins, sins that we aren't necessarily aware of, mm-hmm. like the, the um, Lord's yep. Prayer brings uh, up. And, and then those individual sins that either if a sermon has pricked our heart mm-hmm. uh, or something that God is just really dealing with us on at that particular time as the word of God is preached. Mm-hmm. And so we covered many of those things. Yeah, part of the Christian
2: consciousness, part of the Christian experience is to be attacked by the devil, the world, and our sinful flesh. Mm. Uh, uh, from sins that have already been forgiven. And and all all of us have had that bad habit or those sins that creep up. And uh, we're not intended to just wrestle with them until they go away. We're intended to bring them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to, to co opt the cliche, bring them to the cross mm-hmm. to have them forgiven. Yeah. But in daily, doing that, we bring them drowned. by confession. Yeah, yeah. daily drown, mm-hmm. daily repenting. And there's yeah. an
0: aspect where, when we walk in the light, just in First John, mm-hmm. where we give the power back to God in a sense. Where, in, in if the devil's trying to to manipulate us in our own ori- original sin nature, is is at work within our hearts and mind. When we bring that into the light, there is something wonderful that happens mm-hmm. um, not only does it unburden the person confessing mm-hmm. but then it it kind of like reminds us of our dependency on the grace and mercy of God going to the foot yeah, of the cross. Right. Yep.
1: Yep. So c- confession is a good thing, but there is a the second part absolution.
2: Confession is a good thing. And even before we get to absolution, there are ways in which confession can be a bad thing. You know, we oh, would yeah. reject and disagree with the Roman Catholic practice of compulsory confession and mm-hmm. Roman mm-hmm. Catholic doctrine, you have to go to private confession at least once a year.
1: Is that kind of me and my kids sometimes, of you, well, we will confess to your sister how you the, <laughs> that's not
2: the type of confession,
1: right? The, yeah, the, the Go problem tell her is, you're in, sorry. In,
2: yeah. I would love to have a discussion on, uh, with other parents about this. One of the you know, for, for those who are confessionally oriented, mm-hmm. especially Lutherans, and we embrace the gospel, we love the freedom of the gospel, mm-hmm. the availability of the gospel, you run into these bumpy roads as parents <laughs> because, yeah. on the one hand, mm-hmm. we're almost required to be raising little moralists. We want our kids to be moral, you know, and and not to use that in the worst possible definition of the term moralist, but we do raise our kids to be moral. and, And it's even harder when you're dealing with young children to make forgiveness sound like your sin doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. so we have to be careful yeah, with that. Right. And so yep. not the compulsory confession where you will say sorry to right. your sister yes. or you will spend yes. the rest of the afternoon in your room. Well, uh. not one of those. <laughs> but no, in Roman Catholic doctrine, you are required to go at least once per year and you are required to list all of the sins you can remember. Mm-hmm. That is not the purpose of confession mm-hmm. in the Lutheran church. Um, voluntary. And, yeah, it's yes. voluntary. In the Lutheran church, your generic corporate confession of sins is good enough. It stands for all of the sins you're committed. God knows your sins even more than you know. And so he's not waiting for you to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, failure to confess a sin or failure to acknowledge that a behavior is sinful, that's a dangerous thing. That's covered by 1 John 1, 8 and 1, 10. Yeah. Uh, But that's not what we're talking about. We would reject that mm-hmm. compulsory confession. We would also reject yeah uh, putting some sort of penance in between confession mm, yes. and yeah, absolution there you go the, yeah. you, we're not to the point where we need to see that you mm-hmm. are sorry enough before mm-hmm. we give you the gospel right hey, yeah. there you go
0: one of the things that's important for me in my ministry to to stress to my own congregation is these general sense of confession is really good and they're mm-hmm. really wonderful, but we always kind of want our heart engaged in that too. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's um, really important, again, to see that this is how humility, thankfulness, and what I call a beautiful dependency on Christ begins to get fostered and nurtured within our hearts. And I think that it's good to try to think about many of the sins that we Commit. I think it is. It's okay to kind of go through the week and say, okay, what sins do I know I totally committed, and I I didn't them intentionally, mm-hmm. but then also acknowledging the ones right. that you're not aware of. But right. I think there's a blessing in that, mm-hmm. and uh, I, it's not mandatory and all of that, and we don't want to again be the confession police. But at the same time, I think it's important to to um, encourage that mm-hmm. because it does really birth a humility and a thankfulness.
1: Yeah, right. Yep. And I, I'm glad that. In most churches, at least I know, do this sort of thing at the beginning of of a worship service, you know, coming off of a week of life lived. Mm -hmm. You want as early as possible Mm -hmm. in that service
2: to confess your sins and not to derail the conversation entirely, Brian, but you did for me when you said not that we want to be the confession police yeah. if there was ever a moment to have <laughs> no one expects the Spanish Inquisition yes, that was yes. the moment for oh, that that's the moment yeah so well right. <laughs> sorry about that but I just had to get that out of my <laughs> no, system no, or I'd just be and you should, there and you
1: should awesome uh, so that leads us into absolution it really does say too you know sometimes when people confess their sins they, they just kind of le- stay at that point like oh it feels so good just to get okay. it off my chest yeah but and that's good but there's, there's more well the, and the
0: Psalms talk then, about that too, yeah. anyway.
1: Yeah, it's it's no, there is a certain amount of
2: feeding the guilt and in 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 wanting to get away from that. But mm-hmm. there's something so much better than just confessing, yes, and that is actually yes. being forgiven. And so we're gonna start narrowly, but then we're gonna quickly back up and look at the big picture here. So mm-hmm. the objection to Lutheran absolution. Mm-hmm. The 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 straw man objection to that is always no one can forgive sins but God alone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whether it's done, and again we'll 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 acknowledge the the practice of our our cousins in the Missouri Synod, our brothers in the Missouri Synod, where the pastor corporately stands up and says, I as a called and ordained servant of the word in the stead, and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, forgive you all your sins. So really to to diagram that sentence, the the meat of the sentence is I forgive your sins. Mm-hmm. And that's where people you know, lose their minds, lose their their ever loving minds that the pastor has no right to do that. Only God can forgive sins. And so now we need to stop. We need to kind of do that timeout hand gesture. We need to hit the pause button. We say, okay, before we get into the, the actual practice of individual absolution or corporate absolution, we need to back up and say, what actually is absolution? And I think what most people in generic American church, regardless Protestant, you know, generic Catholicism, whatever it is, what most people don't recognize is that when the gospel is preached, it is an absolution because God's word always does what Hmm. God's word says it does. Can you say that again? Because I... Yeah. When repeating. when the gospel is preached, mm-hmm. sins are forgiven because God's word does what it says it's it does. Actively this is, doing right, its, its work. Actively doing yeah. this is why we are such sticklers, the three of us, especially, mm-hmm. on making a distinction between preaching about the gospel mm-hmm. and actually preaching the gospel. Mm-hmm. The content of the gospel is Christ. On the cross, in your place, mm-hmm. and with the empty tomb for the forgiveness of your sins. Yep. Okay, so the gospel includes Christ's sacrifice, the atonement with His blood, the conquering sin, death, and the devil, and the mm-hmm. empty tomb. And the, the gospel is the forgiveness of sins. Now, what has happened in the American church today is we can just say the word gospel and we think we're preaching the gospel. And so, all churches have all sorts of gospel ministries, right? And 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 carried there's the gospel seniors. Tennis ministry and and, and, and all of these things, as long as we put gospel in front of it, the church can do it. Talking about the gospel is Mm -hmm. not preaching the gospel. Mm -hmm. Saying the word gospel is not preaching the gospel. Pointing people to the cross, giving them assurance with the empty tomb, proclaiming the shed blood of Jesus Christ and announcing the forgiveness of sins is preaching the -hmm. gospel. Mm -hmm. When you do that by the work and promise of God, your sins are forgiven. Mm-hmm. And so, really, when we look at this as uh, when, we, when we look at it in action, just in the worship service, apart from whether or not your church does an actual absolution, mm-hmm. there are literally half a dozen to ten different absolutions going on in every single worship service, right? If there's a declaration of grace that points out the forgiveness of sins, mm-hmm. it's an absolution. Right. The gospel's if, going
1: forth. You yep. know,
2: if if the hymns in song proclaim the gospel, sins are forgiven. Mm-hmm. If you receive communion, it's an absolution. If a baby was baptized, it's an absolution. If your pastor preaches the cross and the empty tomb, the death and resurrection of Jesus, proclaims the forgiveness of sins in the sermon, he has absolved you from your sins. And at the very least, no matter what your liturgical order of service is, your pastor should be absolving you in his sermon
1: every week. Mm-hmm. Let's hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, 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 that's the
2: baseline requirement. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and, so, and, that's, and that stands in contrast to the... Here's the gospel, but you need to do with it what you will. Do with it what you will. You need to reach out and take it. Um, yeah. It's like it, the gospel and, yeah. Well, it's
2: yep. and, and we want to be careful with that too, sure, sure. Because at times in Scripture, the gospel is preached as an invitation.
0: Absolutely. Where you are, mm-hmm. you
2: are, you are invited to receive these truths that have been given to you on your behalf because yeah, of Christ. Right. It doesn't always need to be preached as an invitation because the gospel reality of Christ's death and resurrection is the reality we live in. And so you Mm -hmm. preach that. Mm -hmm. And for those who need to hear it, they're forgiven because it is the nature of God's word again, that God's word does what it says it does. So what this means in the way I explain in my congregation, God says, let there be light Mm -hmm. and there was light. There was light, right? God said, let there be trees and plants and flowering you know, things of every kind. And there was. God says, you are forgiven. What happens? Mm -hmm. You're You're actually forgiven. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now there's always this pious objection to this. And this this goes back to pietism, but it's in every denomination that you need to be careful how you preach the gospel because you do not want to comfort the sins of someone who is unrepentant. You don't want to deliver false assurance. Well, On the one hand, Mm -hmm. the gospel never, ever forgives the sins of the unrepentant. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's Mm -hmm. not how the gospel functions. On the other hand, as Christians, and the three of us know, especially as pastors, we're required to preach law. And gospel. Yeah, right. Okay. So right. those go hand in hand so that we are preaching against sin mm-hmm. every single Sunday. Yeah. Yep. And yep. then when we've preached Amen. against sin, we are forgiving those sins by preaching the gospel. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's absolution mm-hmm. in a generic sense. So now we go down to a corporate absolution. And again, that's where the Missouri Synod has the more direct and personal absolution because of context and because of the propensity for offense at that without mm-hmm. the traditions in our church. Mm-hmm. I've reworded that. So the absolution I use in our worship service is what we do is we quote a gospel promise like uh, Isaiah 118, mm-hmm. Psalm 32. Come now, let us our, reason
1: together, though your, your sins, sins are scarlet, scarlet. Yeah. It'll be white mm-hmm. as
2: snow. And then what I will say to my congregation after the confession of sins, after reading that verse, as I say, because the promise is like that in the word of God, Mm -hmm. from the mouth of God himself, and because of the completed work of Christ on the cross in your place, Mm -hmm. I declare to you, your sins have been forgiven. Mm -hmm. Now, in my mind, that gives the appropriate context to someone who might not be caught up with the teachings of our tradition, Mm -hmm. and there's nothing you can object to that based on scripture.
0: One that's actually in the ambassador Mm -hmm. hymnal that's very similar, Mm -hmm. and this is the... Absolution or declaration of grace yeah. aspect of it. If this be your sincere confession, and if with penitent hearts you earnestly desire the forgiveness of your sins for the sake of Jesus Christ, God, according to his promise, forgives you all your sins. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's very yeah. similar, giving the power right. to God, because it is God through the gospel, that is just forgiving for yeah. sins.
1: And, so. Ambassador hymnal is the AFLC hymnal. If yep. you're, we have if our, you're our own there. hymnal in the yep.
2: AFLC. And so we have that. And in interactions with friends of mine who are Missouri Synod pastors, they would say, that's good. It's not as direct or personal as we would like <laughs> it, which is why they go to that. And there's this constant back and forth. Sure. It's not a right or a wrong yep. at that point in time. And so that's your corporate absolution. But here's the thing. The nature of our sinful, frail human natures is even as we're sitting in church and even as the gospel has been preached and proclaimed and even applied to us in the absolution, we are going to be prone to disqualify ourselves from that preached word. We are going to say that that works for everyone else, but not Mm -hmm. for me. I'm such a filthy, rotten sinner. And Mm -hmm. in the cases where we're plagued by sin, Mm -hmm. then what we are called to do, invited to do, privileged to do Mm -hmm. is to take that sin and confess it to someone else. That's why your pastor is there. If you don't have a pastor uncomfortable with doing that, go to another Christian brother or sister and do it. And you confess your sins and it is the responsibility of that Christian brother or sister, whether it's your pastor or a friend or someone else, to forgive those sins. And what that means is that the word of the gospel is applied to you directly. It's put in your ears directly so that you cannot disqualify yourself from it. And it is a freeing, Mm -hmm. emotional,
0: Mm -hmm. delightful time when you do that. It is. Mm. And one area of that that I've used in instruction, and I do it, Gently, I'm going to say it a little bit more plainly here, but I do it in a very loving, gentle way. I remind that person that if they believe they can't be forgiven, or if they believe that Christ's atoning sacrifice isn't enough, that is pride. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. There's, there's, yeah. a,
0: there's a pride element in there, and I encourage that person. And I thank, I first and foremost thank them for the courage to come to me. But I also encourage them that when you're sitting in the worship service and you hear that. You believe the words of Christ that it is finished. You believe the word of God saying He forgives us. He's faithful and just to forgive us of all of our mm-hmm. sins. And so, I think that's important to to yep. to do and to lead and to teach our congregation that way too. And it's yeah. it's just again uh, w- w-
2: where the focus really is for us. And this isn't an artificial attempt to get our catchphrase in here, but <laughs> absolution. <laughs> absolution is the bridge between assurance of salvation and vocation. 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 Yes. It's absolution is how we receive that assurance of salvation.
0: But it helps us to just enter into the vocational aspect of our calling in the freedom of Christ Jesus Mm -hmm. in a worshipful sense. It really is. It's like it, it... I always differentiate it between I have to versus I want to or I mm-hmm. get to. Uh, we will we'll want to do that. We're motivated through mm-hmm. a thankful heart, a humble heart, and through a grateful heart because yeah. we've been forgiven. Haven't been completely freely forgiven, yeah, washed, we're not, we're not given a moralistic yeah. laundry list of mm-hmm. things that we have to do because Jesus needs us. Well, quite frankly, Jesus doesn't need us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's... It's it's
2: really remarkable because you know as we've stated before you can't and won't live in your vocations without the assurance of salvation and absolution is your source of assurance. Mm-hmm. This is where it is repeatedly being reminded and applied that your sins are forgiven. Yeah. Not just sins are forgiven; mm-hmm. your sins are forgiven. Mm-hmm. That sin, all of it, yeah. is forgiven. Yeah. All of your sins, Gospel past, present, to and you. future. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And so. That's really where we're really at with absolution. And, mm-hmm. and Luther advocated for private confession absolution. Mm-hmm. The church today needs to make more use of private confession I absolution. agree with that. Mm-hmm. Pro- the Protestant I, church, for sure. I, yeah. 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 I, as a pastor, started uh, several years ago at Faith that if anyone, member or not, wants to enter into any sort of pastoral counseling with mm-hmm. me, they are required at least once to do private confession and absolution with me. I'd tell them that right off the bat. Mm-hmm. is said, after we do it once, it's up to you. And of the people who have met with me on a regular basis, it has become the foundation mm-hmm. for our meetings is mm-hmm. confession and absolution. And yeah. it is the primary method of discipleship for between... I, me, and my members. Yeah, that's good. It's based around confession, absolution.
0: Another way I used it when I was out in South Dakota. Uh, it was a real blessing to be a part of the congregation I served out there. But there were many people leaving a particular denomination for their more liberal choices, in embracing things that we wouldn't necessarily uh, embrace as a conservative Lutheran body. And I had one class that was very large, and some of their family members wouldn't even speak to them because they were, they, they were leaving their church that their grandfather grew up in and all of that stuff. And so there was a lot of guilt and shame, and I would actually have communion. As a, as a part of this. And that absolution just brought so much healing mm. because they felt that they were betraying their family. They felt that they were betraying you know, their home church, but what they were doing was really honoring Christ. you know And it was just a really beautiful time of healing. Yeah. And so because of that, we actually had communion every uh, new member class and there was six sessions. And mm. that was just a beautiful time that cool. they could hear that because of Christ's you know proclamation that it is finished, you are now forgiven mm-hmm. of all of your sins through confession. It was just beautiful. It was, it was really awesome. healing.
1: Cool. Well, do we have any closing comments now, on this before we wrap up here? Really quick, a good resource to
2: start understanding this other than reading the catechism material is if you have the Bible. Have, yeah, the Bible. <laughs> Jesus, juke.
1: <laughs> All right. Yes. Uh. Oh, sorry.
2: <laughs> if you have a, a book of Concord, and, and particularly if you have the reader's edition of the book of Concord from CPH, uh, one of Luther's essays is in there. It's called The Brief Exhortation to Confession. Uh, And that's a great place to start. Again, specifically, if you have the reader's edition of the Book of Concord, that starts on page 649. You can find it in the table of contents. Uh, I believe uh, the exhortation and confession is public domain online. So you can go to bookofconcord.org and find it. But that's a really good starting place. If you are coming into this blind not knowing much about confession and absolution, not knowing about the nature of private confession and absolution, that's an excellent resource to start with.
0: Or if you want to dig a little deeper. Yep. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave me the iniquity of my sin. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beanlutheran.com. Also, invite a friend to check us out on iTunes and Spotify. Also, don't forget the Reformation Conference coming up on November 2nd. Please check that out. God bless you, and have a great week.